All right, welcome back to Alliance of Experiencers. Today we are joined by James Gilliland, owner and founder of eSETI Ranch. We had the pleasure of going out to visit eSETI a few weeks back and also the pleasure of being on his show, the As You Wish Talk Radio. And so we thought we would invite him here today. So welcome to the show, James. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. So I know you have been busy because you have your location that everybody is very familiar with out in Washington, but you are currently working on a location in Hawaii, correct? Yeah, <laughs> next week I'll be there. At what point is that going to be available for people or is that something that's going to be kind of, you know, it, it's kind in the of in the while? works. There's a lot of work. It's actually a coffee ranch and macadamia nut ranch and nobody's done a lot of work on it for a long time. So, you know, we're kind of like beating back the jungle, you might say, and cleaning everything up and getting all the trash out and setting up space to, to hold workshops and things like that. So it'll probably be, you know, I've been telling people maybe a year out, you know, we might be able to do some things things this winter. Depends on how things go. It's a work in process right now. Robin asked, wanted me to ask, because there's supposedly other chapters of eSETI. I know in Australia, I think it's Peter Maxwell Slathery. Yeah, yeah. Does he still do the eSETI out there? Yeah, he has. it's eSETI uh, Australia or uh, Jaya Sanctuary. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's, he's doing really good um, putting that together, but he's... I mean, it's all out of pocket. It's the same with me. And, and he's just hanging in there right now. So listeners in Australia, you might want to help him out, send a donation or send him send him a pair of hands to help him get his get his place open. He was also mentioning, is there a chapter? Do you guys have a location in Japan? Yeah, kind of. Um, we're not really involved too much with it. There is a chapter in Japan. There's some strange dynamics going on there, but we'll see where that turns out. What I'm seeing right now is the whole planet is just undergoing intense changes and everything is coming up for people <laughs> And family, business, the whole world, politics, everything, it's all coming up. And it just seems like, I guess, another few months from now, we'll see who comes through it all, you know, who makes it and who's still together and who's still working together. And so, so basically what we're doing is we're moving into a highly energized place in space as everybody has different names for it, full-time belt, whatever. And so the whole system has a huge influx of energy coming in. When you have light and energy coming in, the light comes with consciousness it's all together it's like an energy packet so the whole planet on every level is going through change all the way down to the dna you know the dna is changing as well so so every time there's a major uh solar flare or the schumann resonance goes off or that we have a big incoming energy from some unknown source that nasa keeps picking up the earth keeps uh ascending she keeps raising in frequency and so we have to match that frequency as she ascends we have to go with her so we have to let go of all the lower density stuff we're hanging on to so it's all kinds of wounds and traumas and wrong conclusions from past experience childhood trauma past life trauma everything is all coming up to the surface even the trauma psychometrized into the land through wars and things like massacres and things like that so we're in the middle of this right now there's old grudges between countries everything is coming up to be healed and the truth is surfacing everywhere so all the stuff hidden is coming up you know if you want to go biblical jesus said no rock should be left unturned you know and all the iniquities will be shouted from the rooftops. And that's where we're at right now. Everything is being exposed. People's true motives and intentions, the 
integrity levels, you know, their true character, all the masks are coming down. And so we're right in the middle of that process. Where people end up through this process is according to their character and their past, you know, their karma, basically. I think a lot of people feel like, you know, I didn't realize everything was so bad or like, why is everything all of a sudden so bad? And it's like, no, it's been like that. It's it's because we're moving into higher frequencies. Yeah. All of this stuff is coming to the surface. When I was in meditation, my higher self and I connected to part of my star family was showing me this giant parasitic consciousness on earth. And like when you do a uh, parasite cleanse for yourself, all the parasites have to come out, all the junk and gunk has to come out. Yeah. And right now we're basically getting an energetic parasite cleanse for our planet and all of that parasitic consciousness, all of those things that we've been experiencing are coming out for us to view, but it's also coming up so that we can heal everything, integrate and move move on. One of the things that I think is really amazing, like you were talking about moving into a more energized place in the universe. Um, I started following space weather a couple of years ago, and I'm always like so amazed by how impactful all of that stuff can be. And when we were out visiting you, I remember one of the conversations we were having um, as far as like light being information and that impacting our DNA, there was that article that was released where they were talking about how they took the laser and they shot it through. They they were taken. Uh, well, I think it was they took a salamander egg and shot a laser through it into a frog egg and the frog became yeah. a salamander. Uh, so they showed they can transfer DNA with lasers, you know, and if you really think about that, this goes into the uh, genetic manipulation thing. There's a lot of different ways to tinker with people, some as abductions and through the fetus. And the other ways are you can actually take some very high technology and transfer DNA in the womb and nobody would know the difference. Yeah, your baby would come out and you'd have probably a bigger head and uh, might be a little taller or something and just and be a genius, you know, but uh, it's because they got the upgrade. Wow. Kind of mind blowing when you think about the potential technology that they have that they can use that we are just not even aware of. (laughs) Well, if they if they knew the extent of this. And people would freak out if they knew how many people were upgraded. You know, that's the great awakening is a multidimensional experience. And there's some really advanced beings involved in this. They can do things just with consciousness, pure consciousness, and and they're masters over that. So there's so many levels to this. You know, I give kudos out to all the ground crew that are working on this, especially cleaning up all the dumbs and all the other things going on. But there's other things happening on other levels that are non-physical. This is a multidimensional cleanup. But uh yeah, it's we're in the middle of it. It's all coming down. Everything is is being exposed. It's it's like, you know, if you go into the election fraud, that's been going on probably since the 60s, you know, and, and just now it's all coming to light. And it's actually gotten more advanced and more technologically advanced, too, as well. So so to bust these guys, you have to use extreme technology, too, to follow all of it. It's always been there. It's just all surfacing. And the days of tyranny are over. The days of secrecy are over. The days of manipulation are over. And that's all coming to a close. And everything is being exposed about how it was done and how it's been done and for it to discontinue. I have a question then for you, just kind of, I guess, your opinion, because like when you talk about how if people realize the types of technology and the stuff that's been used against us, as things come into our consciousness, what do you think is going to happen to a lot of these people who have not done the work, who are not willing to listen? Like, how do you see that 
in your opinion, playing out kind of moving forward? Well, eventually they'll become the extreme minority. And there are always those people that just won't listen no matter what you tell them. They won't listen. And if it's not in the Bible, if it's not in in the mainstream news, if it's not exactly the way they need to see it, they're not going to acknowledge it. But now people are finding out that all this stuff is in the Bible. It's in all the sacred books, you know, and it's coming out in some of the mainstream news is starting to cover it just like all the corruption is all being covered right now. Before you just didn't hear about it. It was it was totally suppressed and squashed and now it's coming out. So uh, it's all going to come out and we're going to realize that the world we live in is not at all what we thought it was and who's controlling it isn't at all who we thought was controlling it. You know, our world has been tinkered with for over 700,000 years old, maybe a million years old. So we've had colonies and beings going back and forth. All the stories of the bearded gods and the demigods and everything, those go back to the stars. And when you understand this, you start making sense out of it. You know, some of the beer gods were totally uh, loving entities. They're they're here to serve and help evolution on the planet. And others were self-serving and some were genocidal tyrants. So we have this misperception of what God is. And it's not the, the creator in all creation. It's just a being that had some technology or some higher consciousness that was here and was interacting with humanity in, in either a good way or a not so good way. Basically, that's what it boils down to. I feel bad. I can't remember the name of the gentleman. He was recently on an episode of Exopolitics with uh, Dr. Michael Sala, but he is, I forget if he's like a, he's he, a okay, pastor yeah. and he's writing a lot of books about how ETs are in the Bible and he, oh, yeah. and, other, and how to analyze ancient texts appropriately. And he teaches other pastors to analyze ancient texts. Yeah. I know Michal Ledwith has written a lot of books and he used to be an advisor to the Pope and he uh, he wrote a book called Saving Jesus, which is an awesome book. It tells the real story. He's got some videos out that are just amazing about the origin of the wrathful God and all that and how our misperceptions about what God is was created, you know, through the churches and really good. You know, he's he's done a really good job on that. But I know there's some other ones. I did see an article or a YouTube one by another guy that was uh, going back into all the ancient Jewish scriptures and things like that and deciphering them and saying, this is what it really meant. The, the word for God is Elohim. You know, they refer to Elohim. It's plural. Yeah. Elohim, and that's what he El- talks about. Yeah. Elohim is plural. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll tell you something that'll merge ufology with the Bible. If you go and read Ezekiel, okay, they talk about a shiny disc coming out of the firmament and it has bronze feet like calves. It has fire and brimstone coming out from underneath it. And when it lands, it sounds like a thousand rushing rivers. Obviously, that is a ship, you know, and uh, so, but people say, oh, no, you're misinterpreting. No, that was a ship. Then it lands. Out of it come cherubim, which were flashing lights with flashing wheels, you know, wheels all around. They, they, the whole story, those are the little shuttles. And then so this guy they refer to as God, you know, steps out and, and orders six of his men to destroy the whole village, the whole city of Israel right there. Just wipe them out. Six of his men with their shattering weapons is what they refer to it. At the time, they only had like spears and bows and, and swords, basically. Went and they wiped out the whole city, wiped it out. Just leveled the buildings, everything, killed everybody. And this is a heavy for some people, but people have to realize this. And then so he ordered one of his men dressed in all white linen, like a white garment that was a protective garment to reach in the bowels of the cherubim and grab hot coals and spread them around the city. And he said, henceforth, anybody who comes back to the city will die a hideous death. Their hair and fingernails will fall out and there'll be food for the raven and the beast. 
That's radiation poisoning, you know, obviously. So if you read it with today's knowledge or today's wisdom, you have the reference points to understand really what really happened there. And that was the origin of the wrathful God. And it wasn't God. It was a being that was very advanced, had some extreme technology that anybody didn't do what he said. He just toasted them, basically. The big aha for Christians to realize is that well, wait a second. When Jesus came, he brought a new covenant, an all-loving, all-forgiving God. And I said, exactly. It was a different God. It was a different being that came in and drove out the old God. So it was, it was basically Jehovah was the Old Testament God. Yahweh was the New Testament God. And there's a lot of people that are getting that mixed up right now on YouTube. They don't They don't understand what really happened back there. But if you're sensitive and you meditate, meditate on those two two names and you'll feel it you'll feel this total bliss and love and high energy with one and you'll feel some pretty heavy stuff with the other, you know, when you tune into that energy. It's just one example where if you read the Bible properly, you'll understand that there was interactions with bearded gods. They were ancient Larians that came here. Some were benevolent, some were not. And so when you understand that, because you're going to be going like this, you're going to be, I love God, but don't toast me. Right. You know, you'd be going, uh, yeah, God, I love you, but uh, I might have done something wrong, you know. And so you have all this little fear and guilt and you didn't do something right or whatever. And that's a barrier that's always going to be barrier between union with creator. And so I see it as the one consciousness that encompasses all consciousness on all planes and dimensions throughout the multiverse. And in its most limited understanding, it's just pure, unconditional love and joint bliss. That's the highest level of creator. And even those words aren't going to give it a true. It's beyond that because I've died twice and I've seen it. I know what it's all about. I'm not coming from scriptures or books or anything. I'm coming from firsthand experience. There is a description in the Bible that talks about this type of wheel or whatever. It's like a omnidirectional wheel or whatever. Yeah, a wheel and, within a wheel. And yeah. Yeah. And NASA created a patent based on that. Uh huh. So it's wild to think that, I mean, you have to think that that's some pretty high technology for NASA to be like, oh, we're just going to yeah. take that. So it's, it's, well, there are two, if you take two wheels and spin one one way and spin the other way, and there's more technology in it, and you're sitting in the middle, it's going to create a lift. It's going to be like counter gravity. And anti-gravity just, just lifts things up. Counter gravity, you know, propels them several thousand miles an hour almost instantly. And that's the old technology. You still see some of those. There's a beautiful video the Russians put out of a ship going into the moon and a whole crater opening up and the ship goes right into the moon. And that's one of those. It has the two deck, two levels to it. And that's kind of using that technology. Wow. What's happening inside of some people that I would call unconscious, they are having a little bit of awakenings. Are you noticing that are so, that some people are more intense and some people are lightening up? Are you noticing a pattern? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because they explained it to me. Um, there's some events coming up. The Palladians talked about it where they're going to fold time. And they said that there's going to be a huge acceleration of the upward spiral and the downward spiral. Now, the Lakota talk about this, too, and the Hopi, and they have stories about this. One path is the people that want to live in harmony with each other in nature and are taking a spiritual path. They're on the upward spiral and they're going to continue to flourish. The people that want to use technology and control others and chip everybody and 
and all this other stuff, they're on the downward spiral. Their, their spiral ends. It just ends. And I think they're folding time because they want us to get through this quickly so we don't destroy ourselves and destroy the planet, you know, because the way things are going right now, we're, we're touching on a nuclear war, but they're not going to allow that to happen either because, you know, if they didn't intervene, you know, we'd probably be throwing nukes at each other right now, but they're not going to work. You know, they can throw everything they want up there. It'll just be disintegrated or taken down. Yeah, it's fascinating the number of times that UFOs have deactivated nuclear storage sites and different missiles. Yeah, launches. They they do launches and they just fly up there and pop, pop, pop and it's gone. You know, they tried to launch something, one of those, I watched one of those rocket launches and I can't, I think it was a Facebook satellite, which we all know where those go and uh, what that's about. And this UFO came in, just went pop, pop, pop and boom, it never got off the ground. You know, wow. and you slow the footage down, you can see it. It comes in and just just hits it two or three times and it's toast, you know. So in Alliance of Experiencers, we're trying to provide a space for people to share their experiences in a way that will heal them, whether or not judge them, whether it's correct or right what they're saying, but it's what yeah. they've experienced. What has been a really profound, and especially now when we have our like these hidden darknesses coming up, even for people who've done a lot of spiritual work over the years, mm-hmm. I'm definitely still experiencing in my external world, some crazy upheavals in a physical sense, <laughs> even though yeah. inside of me, I'm like, okay, I can handle that. In your experience, what are some good techniques that you found find effective for either trauma work or handling a moment that's really intense for somebody? Yeah, we do a process-oriented therapy here. We call them the transpersonal release sessions where we go in and we clear out you know, any childhood trauma, past life trauma, and then reconnect people into the beneficial lives. And that works really well. And we've had some people that were abducted and had some terrorizing experiences, you know, with with some of the grays or tall grays or reptilians, and that's come up and we've cleared that out. It's almost like post-traumatic stress. That's a heavy one. But, you know, we all have within us, I call it the big eraser. We have this, whatever you want to call it, God, creator, great spirit. We have, we can access that. And it's the big eraser can come in and heal things very quickly and gracefully. Um, but if we don't know about it and if we're not, you know, initiating it or, or doing our, our prayer and meditation work, then it's just sitting there dormant. But we have a process where we act like kind of jumpers, you know, like battery jumpers. We just kind of kick people into their own power, their own connection. We can do that through Yigong or we can do it through a lot of different practices to help people clear and, and release the past. It's really interesting because the whole gamut's going on. There are some negative experiences that need to be cleared. There's some really awesome positive experiences. There's some people that don't have any reference points to what happened and they freak out and they can't have you know, they just need to somebody to sit with them and say, oh, yeah, this did happen. It was real. And this is this reframe it. You know, let's look at it differently and you know, without the fear. And, you know, and some of these beings that were abducting people, they had no emotions, you know, and so they don't even understand the trauma that they're creating. And they're doing hybrids, you know, and they're hybrid babies. And these these kids are growing up and they have these brilliant minds, you know, but they have emotions too, and they, they don't know how to, how to deal with them. They go, you know, so they have to start abducting the mother 
mothers to come and hold them and other mothers and other women to help them, you know, balance this out. You know, you, you think about it, it's it's not easy. You you've had a, uh, you've never experienced emotions before. And all of a sudden you're you're half human and you have no foundation whatsoever to deal with that. And it doesn't make any sense to them intellectually, the things that we do. So it's, it's really hard. You know, I, I've met people that they're hybrids and they're living here on the earth right now. And they are really uh, I'm trying to think of another way of saying it, but they're just really messed up. They, they're not functional and they're having a really hard time. And they do have brilliant minds and everything, but they just they, they don't they haven't they don't have the foundation for emotions. You know, multiple lifetimes of, of having an emotional body and learning how to deal with it. Yeah, it's like having a flashlight and then being given a like giant laser. It's like, how do you? <laughs> Yeah. How do you wield that without causing potential damage to yourself? And yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's, it's sad, too, because and a lot of them don't even know it. They don't even know that they're hybrids. You know, mm. they have no idea that they've been, you know, manipulated. So that's even rougher. For people who are potentially interested in coming out to visit you guys and do a session like that, is it something that they need to book ahead of time before they come out there? Is it how do you guys set that up? And is it well, right now we're doing them? We do them in the quantum field, so it's everything happens at once in there. So we we sit down, we they set up an appointment, and we tell them to get into a meditative state, and then we just start doing our work, and we go and start clearing it. We write everything down that we're clearing. We find out who their main teacher and guides are, their different lives, everything. We write it all down and then we call them up and uh, Myra usually does does it like a little debriefing and tells them everything but you feel it I mean you you feel the shift happen and all of a sudden you're just blissed out for like three or four days and and it takes about it takes about that long to settle down again after it but it's a quantum leap in evolution you know, when you do these clearings so that's something then they don't even have to necessarily go out to visit they can just do that exactly through, and, through and we're always clearing off unseen negative influences you know hitchhikers and things helping people get those off the their backs you know but uh, we like to empower people to do it themselves and so we have self-mastery classes and ambassador training classes and those all they're all about individual empowerment to help each individual make your own contact make your own personal connection with creator and and given tools to heal unseen negative influences and maintain that connection it's a different approach than strutting around on a stage saying see me dig me and you know it's sucking up everybody's energy you know this is this is really but you know it takes personal responsibility to take this path you know because it's it's not nobody's going to do everything for you you know we're going to teach you how to do it yourself and we do do some we do some things clear some things out and create sacred space but uh, we're all about empowering the individual you know and creating leaders not followers well, and that's why we created this channel. It's like, ultimately, you are the best leader when your people no longer need you. When you can exactly. teach somebody how to take care of themselves and to take care of others and they don't need you, that's when you've succeeded. That's how I tell them. I said, you know what? Um, put me out of a job, please. You know, I, I'd rather be gardening, you know, and, and uh, swimming in the ocean or, or there's a lot of other things, writing books and things that I'd rather be doing. But I want to see people excel and go beyond me. You know, especially with the kids now, the kids just need to be supported and and validated. They already have these connections and they came in pretty clear and clean. And, you know, I did a clearing the other day. I can't reveal too much about it, but, you know, I did a counseling with a woman and I was blown away. I mean, she came in from six dimensional Palladian. She had Andromedan lifetimes and and. 70 lifetimes, all this stuff, just so clean. The only thing she was dealing with is she didn't have any uh, support. There are no mirrors, you know, to, to, to hold space for that, you know. And so 
So you see that happen so much. It's like people need a place to talk and communicate and they need to be supported. And, and you know, this is a pretty dysfunctional planet. There's there's not a love, lot of love here, like real love. There's a lot of feeding going off <laughs> of each other. And uh, and so they're not used to that, especially Palladians come in. They they go, oh, nobody would lie to me. You know, nobody would take advantage of me. That's it's not even in their reality. It's not. And so they they come in, they just get beat up, you know, down here. They they have to get street smart, you know, real quick. But if you have the Orion Council of Light, and again, not to be mistaken for the Orion Alliance, that's the Greys and Reptilians, but the Orion Council of Light, those are the ones that transcended the wars and everything and their planetary liber- liberators that are returning. But they they understand the darkness. They know exactly how it works, all the games and everything else. They know all the, the psychic tricks and, and stuff they pull. And so they're on it, you know. And so they're street smart, you might say, you know, or galactic smart. So uh, they're the planetary liberators they're the ones that have these huge BS meters, you know, they just go, nah, that doesn't work for me. You know, you know, this doesn't match universal law. Sorry. They're really good at setting boundaries. And some of the higher ones are good at that too. In reference to the fact that there's a lot of us who don't have the people in our lives to be able to have those mirrors and things. And so just such a big thank you for having a place like eSTEADY. I know for me personally, going out there, being able to be in such a high vibrational place in nature surrounded by people who are very high vibrational coming back into my day-to-day life it Mm -hmm. gave me such a huge energetic push to get things done that are going to help me thrive in a higher vibrational way that because I'm constantly surrounded by more 3d things has been very hard for me to manifest into my life and so it was so transformative to go out there and I can't recommend to people highly enough to go and visit and support you guys because it is such an amazing place and such an amazing experience to, to, to be out in that energy. Yeah. People have life changing experiences, you know, and, and, uh, and also too, what's really weird. I tell people it's a double-edged sword here because it's going to bring all your stuff up too. the more you stay because you have to match the frequencies of the land. And, uh, and so a lot of people, their old wounds and traumas and, and childhood, all this stuff comes up for people after a while. And, you know, if you take personal responsibility and own it, you know, you'll get through it. But if you want to be a victim and, and blame others, that's another program, you know. But what I found out is, uh, is that victims usually come with agendas. And if they don't get what they want, then they shift into the persecutor and then they come after you because you didn't acknowledge your... And the thing about with me is I acknowledge the high connections, but I do acknowledge the low connections, but I don't support them. And I'll say, well, you might want to let this one go or this one go. And people go, well, my whole foundation is based on that. My whole blog or my whole gig, you know, and they're not ready to let that go and take it up a notch or to a higher level. So they flip, you know, they they flip on you and they try to make you wrong about everything else. It's, it's really interesting working with the human experience down here, this stuff that goes on, the dynamics of it. But uh, uh, we see that a lot. You know, there's I talk a lot about there's a wheel. I call it like the hamster wheel, but it's a victim, savior, persecutor, hamster wheel. And people are on that. And and like the victims, if the victims don't get what they want, they become the, the persecutors. And then they go off. They, they start persecuting the savior that was trying to save them and help them because they didn't get what they wanted. And, and then you get on this wheel and people are on this wheel and everybody's jumping on it right now. Somewhere they're either a victim, they're a savior or a persecutor or they're switching roles or anything. And we need to just step out of that and just say, hey, you know what? 
take personal responsibility. I'm not going to jump into this. I'm not going to be your savior. I'm not going to go persecute somebody else because you believe they harmed you. I'm not going to be your rescuer or whatever, you know, and uh, we're going to have to pull out of all these dramas. And, and unfortunately, that's what's going on in the UFO community. It's just like drama central right now. <laughs> <laughs> really so is. So. And and that piece about being the rescuer and so many people that are leaders, that's where you can fall into traps is like, oh, I need to save all these people. And that is yeah. you're in a victim. You're I call it a victim triangle. Yeah. Victim, victimizer, rescuer. And yeah. the the rescuer enables the victim to continue being a victim and ena- exactly. then enables the persecutor to continually be the persecutor. And once you're one of them, you're always one of them until yeah. you step out and you see it and you're like, I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to enable. I'm not going to attack and I'm not going to be a victim. I refuse. Yeah. Just say, I'm just going to be the observer in this, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and get, and always listen to the other story because whatever the victim is telling you is really probably totally opposite what happened. And yeah. so I get both sides of the story and then you go, wow, you know, I didn't know that. I'm having that happen with me with a couple of people and I'm just going, seriously, that never happened. You know, like, what are you talking about? You know, and it's just like unbelievable, the stuff. And then everybody jumps on it and then you got to deal with this big mass of, of uh, projections, both energetic, psychic and drama gossip, you know, and you're just going, you know, <laughs> you know, a lot of things I go that never happened that couldn't have happened. And sometimes I'm not even I'm not even present in the situation. <laughs> you know, I'm not even you know, I might be somewhere else totally like in Hawaii or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's just crazy. All this stuff, you know, people come up and they said, well, you're not real because you're making money and they don't. They don't think about, you know, I've been here since 1986, you know, living, you know, eating whatever I could grow and like base poverty, building this place, you know, and then the last two years, we finally got some donations and things are moving forward. But we're still it's a heavy outgo because I'm paying for all the radio shows. You know, we're paying for all the food here for the volunteers. It's organic food and we grow a lot of our own food, too. But, you know, room and board and all the utilities and everything, it adds up, you know, people don't realize, you know, our last conference, it was down to like 50 people. People came because of all the nonsense happening and airfares and gas and, and everything else. So, you know, 100 people would be the break even point. You know? So, so you know, it, it's it, there's these weird concepts that people have, you know, like if you're making money, you're not spiritual. And I said, really, you know, and that we're in the new paradigm now, everything's free. And I go, well, can you take your little new paradigm checkbook down and go to the utility company and pay the utilities and and go down and pay the taxes on the building, you know, and pay for all the fence posts and all the upkeep. And, you know, it goes on and on, pay for all the food, you know, like that new paradigm checkbook, pay for all the food, whatever, you know, it's, it's just amazing. And then they guilt and try to guilt and shame you into taking care of them and doing everything for them. And you just go, no, I busted my ass to create this place, you know, and I'm still doing it to keep it, you know, like what, what are you bringing? You know, what are you bringing to the party other than, for some reason, I'm supposed to take care of everybody or everything. It's just kind of crazy. There's a, some major uh, spiritual groups that will not accept you into their group unless you're first 24 years old and you have a solid, normal job that keeps you grounded that you can go to. Because with the level of spiritual attainment that they, they reach in these groups, you have to have a consistent job and a consistent reality 
in your Mm -hmm. life to make money. Because what happens is if you go really far into these higher realms, you have to really be grounded in this realm. And what I see is there's a lot of star seeds that are like not plugging into the planet because they don't know how to be grounded in their root chakra. Mm -hmm. I would say I'm one of them. I've had really hard time with like making money and jobs and, and that whole like kind of faction of being human. And Mm so, but I, I just went through Shasta and I see all these people like just hanging around and they're like, I'm so spiritual meditating on the side (laughs) of the road. And I'm like, but you're just selling jewelry there. Not like saying that that's wrong, but it's like ground yourself. You're totally up leveling and you're not rooted. So there is an aspect to that where in spirituality, we have to root ourselves through making money and it's not something that's bad. Yes, there are institutions that and the black magic that's behind the money has been in, yeah. like in, in introduced, but it's still like there's a practice there that it allows you to be more spiritual and that's lost on a huge generation and a group of people. And I think from around like the sixties that started happening because it was like, screw the man. Yeah. I had a a friend of mine. She was a massage therapist. I I love her. And she, she was always, cause I've got some, I've had some severe back injuries. I'm not even supposed to be walking right now, but I'm still cutting all my own firewood and everything else, but that keeps me together. But uh, I love what she said once. She said, you know, spiritual people are of no earthly good. And uh, she just nailed it, you know. And you got to be, the more grounded you are, the more spirit you can bring in. If you can't ground spirit, you're just, you're in la-la land and you're of no use to the people here. It it is important. And, you know, part of the, you know, the the limbs of yoga, you know, is, you know, become sovereign, right thinking, right Right. Eating, you know, become sovereign, you know, like don't be dependent. Don't be dependent on anybody else. You know, even the government, don't be dependent on the government. You know, that's just one of the limbs of, of, of yoga. And so when these people are doing this, they're missing the point. They're, they're like you're saying, they're ungrounded. They're not contributing. They think they are because, you know, they're sitting in a pretzel and eating goji berries, you know, that's great, you know, but, uh, um, you know, what are you really doing? You know, what, what are you, what are you doing for humanity in the earth? You know, are you out planting trees? You know, are you helping feed, feed the hungry? You know, are you, are you figuring out ways to, to, you know, get their teeth fixed and get things that they, their basics taken care of, you know, and the thing, I love the old saying, God helps those who help themselves. If people are trying you know, we need to help them if they're just using their victim role to gain emotion or financial support from others, then they're always going to be in that role. They'll always be in that victim role because yeah, it pays, you know, that they go to this homeless guy and they said, hey, what are you what are you doing? The guy goes, what if we offered you a job? And he goes, hell no. You know, and they go, why? And he goes, I got everything. I got this card. I got I can buy off of was it Amazon, anything I want. I've got a phone. And they go, what about a house? He goes, I don't need a house. You know, if I get a house, then I have to start paying for it. You know, it's like guys got it made. He's got this so much cash a month and a credit card and a phone and, and everything's covered. You know, he said, he goes, why would I want to work? You know, why would I want to contribute? <laughs> you know, when I, when everything's free, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's the problem with a lot of, uh, not to get political, but a lot of blue states is that they've, they've actually created a huge mess, you know, with the drugs and the homeless, they've actually fed that, you know, rather than do what's right to help clean it up and give them a second chance. I think also there has been some 
infiltration of the spiritual community as far as not wanting to be in the physical i think yeah. there's like such a push to be like oh i'm a star seed i don't want to be human anymore and what people are not realizing when they're talking about oh i just want to ascend to the fifth dimension you can't move up dimensionally until you master the first one they don't let you leave first grade and skip to third grade just because you don't want to be in first grade anymore and yeah. so people need to realize the importance of having that foundation of completing the third in order to move up dimensionally yeah i'll tell you a little secret about ascension is that we've been kind of lied to everybody wants to get out of here and they want to move to the fifth dimension in the pleiades and they have a pleiadian lover and actually i do have a connection in the pleiades <laughs> like that but but i'm taking personal responsibility for here and now but the um, the thing about that is if you're trying to leave and your energy's out there it's not here and so you can actually become sick and ill because you're not anchoring the energy in the body needs. And so the way you ascend is to bring creator, whatever you want to call it, down in all the way down into your first chakras and anchor it in. When you bring that energy into the physical, what happens is your body starts vibrating and you bring it into every cell, every atom of your body. And your body starts vibrating and then you ascend and you take the body with you. The other one's called death, you know, and then you have to come back through the canal, the, the birth canal and everything again. But the, the ascension they have is backwards and it's not trying to rise up to these higher dimensions. It's to bring heaven to earth, to ground it into your physical body. And then your body automatically starts vibrating in a sense. And so there's a, a, a big misunderstanding there on purpose. You know, that's been actually injected. 100%. It should be called descension instead of yeah. ascension, yeah. right? But then yeah. it's warped and switched, right? Well, a lot of the New Age teachings, and unfortunately, they, you know, they'll say they're like it's all an illusion. You know, it's all illusion. It doesn't matter. Um, there is no evil. If you see the evil, it's in you. And I said, well, if it's all an illusion, see that tree over there? Take a run at it and tell me what happens, you know. And uh, you're going to have an experience with 3D God, you know. So you have a 3D body. Your 3D body is going to hit the 3D tree, and and that's God too. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's this weird concepts of, I, I don't, and they introduce that. And so they don't want you to look at evil because they'll say, well, that's unspiritual. If It's you, you know, it's you. Well, in the bigger sense, it's all you, you know, it's the one consciousness that encompasses all consciousness and all planes and dimensions is at the core of your being. It's one with everything. But there's a big difference between energy, too. There's a negative charge energy and a positive charge energy. It's male, female, yin, yang. That's different than evil. Evil's different. Evil is a conscious choice to do harm, to act outside of universal law. And it's a whole different ballpark. So, the way you way you get away with being evil is you tell everybody, don't look at evil. Evil doesn't exist. You know, it does exist. And I tell people, I said, evil is here before I before I incarnated evil. It was here. And, and bef when I die, evil is going to still be here. I'm sorry. You know, it's like that thing about Jesus died for your sins. Well, they were sinning before Jesus died. And after Jesus died, you know, they're still sinning. So somehow, you know, that program didn't work. And when they, they do the guilt trip, they talk about the greatest gift was where he laid his life down for humanity. It's not the crucifixion they're talking about. He came in from the seventh dimension 
and dropped into this dimension to help us out. That was the life that he laid down to come into the physical. So there's so many misinterpretations there that are created to enslave the individual and to create fear, guilt, and unworthiness and to create a goal between, you know, and that has to go. I mean, these old programs have to go because they all get in the way of people making their own personal connection with greater, you know, God, great spirit, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it moves people out of their sovereignty and outsources their own personal power into these control structures. Yeah, people ask me, what would you do if Jesus appeared before you? And I go, well, that's happened, you know. I said, I high five him. Hey, what's up? (laughs) You know, I don't hold them that far away. They aren't that far away. They're as far away as we put them. And same thing with lost ones and relatives. And they're as far away as we believe they are, but they aren't. You know, they're right there, but our belief system doesn't allow us to connect connect with them. We we live in this sea of consciousness. It's called the unified field of consciousness and energy. We're all in it. You know, the, the masters and the highly evolved spiritually and technologically advanced ETs, they, they use more of that unified field. They have access to more of it. That's the only difference. But we have access to the whole we want to, if we want to do our work, you know, become one. When Jesus prayed, he said, beloved father, let them become one as we are one. And people miss that, that prayer. You know, it's like he's asking that everybody become one, you know, with the creator. And it's not a male. It's not a female. It's not a guy with a laptop, you know, taking notes and a lightning bolt is going to punish you. You know, as we're taught, it's, it's so far beyond that. You know, it's, it's, you know, that man created God in his image, not the other way around, you know. Mm. But, you know, if you really want to do the the image thing, when they say God created man in his image, you know, uh, you know, we're talking about DNA. We might as well say the gods created man in their image. And there was a knuckle dragger here that was here already. And uh, they upgraded the DNA to actually make him look more like their image, you know, so... There's so much more to this story. It's just like, it's like a 10 hour interview to cover all of it. But uh, if you do the research on what I'm saying, you'll find out it is there. You know, the information's there. Well, I mean, they've never found like the missing link, really. It's, I mean, there's so many things (laughs) between ancient texts, biblical texts, our own genetics, where it's like, guys, like we've been genetically engineered and manipulated from like the beginning. There's so much more there than we can explain and to just be, I guess because it's just people don't think to look that far. It's like people are kept so busy in their day-to-day life that until you have time to start digging and looking. And I think luckily with the lockdowns and everything, people were given more time. I know a lot of people in the last two years, you know, going down rabbit holes, finding things and starting to understand that there's so much more than what we're being told. Yeah. And meditate, you know, do your, you know, do your own inner work, deal with your shadow side, you know, that pretty, that created that opportunity for people to do that. And a lot of people did do it. So it actually backfired on every way you think, you know, now we've got a lot of damage that has to be cleaned up and there are technologies that can help with that. I have a, a question about your experience interacting with people and maybe your experience and what your opinion is on when people say that they were abducted because they gave soul consent um, at some point and there's ETs coming into our houses and that we gave them consent at some point and they're allowed to come in. And for me, I just think, what about my sovereignty? It's like Tony Rodriguez says, they're all felons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think it's more accurate, to be honest with you, because uh, the thing about consent or universal law, it's on every level. And, and if you didn't give 3D consent and you weren't aware of it, then that wasn't consent. 
you know, so, so it, yeah, so that's the thing is, and the trauma created around that too was, it's really weird. There's so many levels to this because on one level, it was just a bunch of screwed up felons, whatever you want to call them, playing around and trying to steal our DNA because we have the DNA of the gods and they want it back. And they're trying to upgrade themselves. The only thing, a lot of it's junk DNA and it's not activated, but they know how to activate it. So, so that's one thing. They're stealing DNA. Uh, the other thing is a lot of these upgrades that are going on, on a positive level, there are positive groups that are doing DNA upgrades and activating our DNA and adding their DNA to us to upgrade the whole civilization. So it's almost like it's a multidimensional answer. There's not just one answer to it. And when people pigeonhole into one thing, oh, we all gave consent. No, we didn't, you know, and some did agree to do that and came in for it. Some some agreed to, okay, I'm going to come in and you're going to activate all my memories, give me all my memories off world two back. And I want the DNA upgrade. So I don't have to lug around in this funky body that's working on like 5%, you know? And so there was agreements made. And so there's activations going on and initiations. And, and that's what they do with me. I, I now I have full memory of all of my lives that on other planets, other systems, other dimensions as well. And when that happens, you become an alien, you know, because who's going to, who's going to believe you, you know, how do you tell people, you know, and, you know, too, I've done everything. I was a cripple in England. I was a road bandit. I was like a Viking warrior, you know, but I had lives as yogis and llamas and lived in very advanced cultures, you know, as a Palladian warrior at one time. And then I was also in the Orion system. I created a retreat center, like very much like what I have here. It's like a Jedi thing almost, you might say, but more on the spiritual side, you know, it, it's kind of weird. So to me, it's just commonplace. Other people think you're, you're full of it. You know, you're, you're on the Looney Tune thing, but I'm really grounded too. It, you know, when you see a ship come in, I, I'm the first one saying, wait, wait, no, it's got running lights or it's, no, it's got a strobe. It's not, that's a plane. It looks like a ship because it's got its, run, its landing lights on and everything, but, or, or I'm listening for the, you know, and I'm the first one to say that's a space station or something else because uh, I am really grounded, but I also have this other side that can, that's pretty unlimited if I want to be. Yeah, meeting you in person, you're a very grounded individual. You're very like, in you're very physically in your space when interacting with you. Yeah. And too, you know, I, I also I'm very proud of my PC and correct humor. People don't realize that whole that whole PC correct thing is another mind control program, <sighs> you know, to limit you. So uh, so try to be as PC and correct as you can just to shake everybody up and get them out of that program. <laughs> yeah, we had you you had us uh, laughing pretty good with some of your stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So I have, in my experience, when I was um, born, I remember before, like, and being in my mom's womb and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, and I remember learning how to speak English and that I had to mm -hmm. give up some uh, levels of my consciousness in order to learn to speak English. Mm -hmm. And, um, and what I remember is listening to my parents talk about their past lives. And, and this was like in the like early nineties and this was Shasta, like my parents met in Shasta. And so it was around that kind of group of people. Yeah. And it was like this popular fest of like, who could tell the past life. And I just remember 
listening to them and I couldn't speak yet because I was still in between this level of consciousness. And I, I tuned in and I was like, you know, I was like two or three. I was like really young and I was like, oh, past lives. And I was like, yeah, I have access to them. But it was like my being was like, that's not your focus right now because you're two years old. Yeah. And the first time I had a, a past life, I was 22. I was really against like remembering anything, even though I had access to them. There was something about as a young child and a teenager, it's important for me, myself, in certain developmental stages to actually be grounded in this body because we need to access this and be here. And at a certain point, it's important to remember where you came from. And that is it's important. And it's like a developmental stage. And I think we're supposed to live way longer and that mm-hmm. we're supposed to have those um, memories come in at a certain point point in our in our age process yeah. because our lives have been shortened so much we have to remember faster and because for me it was like a really shocking experience really visceral and intense for me to process experiencing like I experienced my first life on this planet and so to hear you say that you have all those lives like I've experienced a lot of lives and it's hard to like live this life having access to that memory so I a part of me is like resistance to that has resistance to that and plus if like you were I was I think I was abducted in in many different ways in different programs I'm still reclaiming those memories so what do you think about that of, of I don't know what when was the first time you started remembering these lives I tell you what I I was really lucky because I had we lived in the high desert and there's, we had no neighbors or anything. We had these big granite rocks and that we play up there and, you know, catch snakes and lizards and things like that. You know, it's like, and so, so we were, uh, we had that luxury and I would sit up on these boulders and I had somebody, you know, I had my invisible friends that would talk to me like, like a lot of other people. Well, I kept that going because I spent a lot of time on that boulder and they would help me depersonalize things and interactions with people. And, and they would explain to me that, oh, you had, a, you had a past life with your mom in Greece, you know, and, and they gave you the, the restaurant and they didn't. And she got kind of said, here's your dowry, go get married, you know. So there's a lot of animosity there in this life. And that's why she's doing what she's doing. So I, I got to depersonalize all these things that happened to me because I had that invisible friend. And I, I found out later who they were. And when I was five years old, I was dying of bronchopneumonia. I was in the hospital and Mary came to me and actually pulled me out of it. And and she still hangs out with me and we get photographs of her behind me all the time. And she's a universal being. She's not Catholic. She's She's here for all the children. She's pretty pissed off right now. So, 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 uh, at what's been happening to the children. So, there's, we're going to see Mary with, we're going to see Mary with the bat, not just Mary. It's the whole divine feminine energy is coming in and just saying, we're done with this, you know, enough. And the, the men are getting behind it. You're seeing into this really soon. It's coming. But the, uh, I've had that luxury of connection all my life and I kept the doors open on it. So, and then, when I got to, I had the the drowning, which I crossed over and hung out in that golden plant of bliss for a while. And then the Ryan Council of Light came in and did an initiation with me and just showed me everything, showed me all of my lives. And it was like, like a three to five second snippet where you see the life and you feel the energy of who you were and what you did, your nature. And then they go to the next one and the next one. And it was where it was just like watching a movie and it just kept boom boom another one another one another one 
I was going, wow. They took me, I was in the bathtub, actually. I was meditating in the bathtub. And I told them, I said, I just want to know, what is my connection to this? What, why are all these ships flying over my head? You know, I don't even care if it kills me. I need to know, you know, what is this? Next thing you know, a beam came through the roof and hit me in this chest. A gold beam and three balls came down. And that was all the information of off-world lives. Everything was in those three balls. And and then they pulled me out of the body up on the ship and I had to talk with Melia, which is one of the Orion Council of Light, six dimensional beings. And their ships aren't physical, they're plasma ships. They're pure energy, like a golden energy. And and then next time I'm back in the body and I've got this big burn mark in the middle of my chest, you know, that was really weird. It morphed into a, kind of a triangle and a heart and it just went away and no pain. There was no pain with it or anything, but um, that was my experience. A lot of people are having similar experiences or they're just getting downloads. You know, they'll be washing dishes or in the bathtub or just doing some monotonous thing. And all of a sudden, boom, they get this download or they go somewhere and they all say, I've been here. I know I've been here, you know, and things like that. There's a lot of different ways of getting this. I know I agreed to all this. I remember at a very young age, a being appearing to me and he had gray robes, like very tall being. And he'd say, it's time. And he would take me and I'd stand before a council and they would talk and it was almost all telepathic. And then they would nod and then I'd go back. Well, I, I kind of understood what they were doing. Still, I didn't have conscious memory until now of what they were doing. And it aligns with the work I'm doing right now. It's like there's a lot of people that at an early age were prepared. They stood before councils. They were initiated and they came in to do the work right now. It's all about the planetary awakening and healing process, the planetary liberation. So it's it's a big, big picture what's happening. There's a lot of people involved in it. And I tell people I'm not special. I just remember it. <laughs> you know, a lot of people it's happened to. They just don't. They don't remember it yet, but they will. So do you feel like they're, you were experiencing it when you were young? So do you, I, maybe like what I got from what you said, shared is that you kind of tune into them when you need to, regardless, yeah. according to your mission on this planet. Yeah, it's like people go, who's, who do you work with? And I said, who's on call? You know, whoever can best <laughs> help that person I'm sitting with or whatever, that's who comes in and. And we have everything from the the elven beings are coming in that kingdom. There we have Pleiadians, you know, Andromedans, Orion Council of Light, Syrians, feline beings. Um, everything is coming in. Uh, inner, you know, a lot of inner Earth connections now. That's opening up uh, in a big way right now. And they're constantly coming in and giving me information. I haven't shared a lot of it. I probably should share more of it, but uh, a lot of it is personally for me and for my work. You know, where this is what's going on. You know, this is where this energy is coming from. And they'll tell me, okay, you need to, you know, this person needs some healing or some isolation or something, you know, that, you know, they'll show me different things right now. And, and so, you know, I'm, I'm watching people on the edge of making choices. Are they going to go with the drama and the judgment and the, this whole reptilian FS is going on, you know, or are they going to stay in the heart, you know, and go forward? And they're, they're on the edge. There's a lot of people on the edge of their saying, wait a second, this doesn't feel right. I'm going to back out of here. And, you know, don't settle for, you know, the whole field of ufology. There's a lot of stuff going on in the third and fourth dimension, you know, and a lot of that stuff. But that's like nothing compared to what's happening in the fifth, sixth, and seventh. I'm, awesome stuff is happening there. So if you want to get into the battles and the wars and everything, that's okay. But there's so much more to the picture. And, and the problem is there's so much suppression 
to the higher knowledge, the higher wisdom, the higher consciousness and energy right now. And that's because, you know, that's by design. That's through planned opposition and controlling the narrative. And we've seen a lot of that, you know. So, you know, I tell people, I go, look, we've been here since 1986. The ships are here. The masters are appearing here. Um, That might be for a reason. And maybe you should find out why, you know. And uh, and they're still here. They're still appearing. They're still here. You can still photograph it. You know, people are having miraculous healing, spontaneous healings here all the time. It's like it, it doesn't quit. But there's so many people throwing stones at this. I don't know if it's jealousy or some self-righteous program or some some uh, one-upmanship. You know, if I can if I can take this person down, I'll be above them. You know, the, it's just the human drama, the human dynamics going on. I kind of got into that a little bit to help clear out a lot of the stuff in the community. And now I'm pulling out, going, have fun with that. You know, we're going to continue doing what we're doing and you guys have fun with that. And, uh, but don't come up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. The drama's not worth it. And I think the biggest takeaway is the best thing that you can do is to do your own personal work. And like you said, when you connect in to yourself, your higher self, your own personal star family, that's where you can get that uh, information that is not going to be compromised by the things out in our 3D world. And really, that's the best place to to get your information, go within, connect. That is what this ascension process is about. It's about coming home to ourselves, connecting in and sourcing from within. Yeah, the the thing we are so programmed for external, um, you know, external love, joy, acceptance, approval, information, everything. We are so programmed for external and you can be totally manipulated by that if you're running that program, you know, but if you take everything within and you develop your own BS meter, I call it intersensitivity training, you can go, wow, that doesn't feel right. You know, there's something limiting about this. There's something and you and you you listen the more you listen you go no that's that's not good you know that's promoting something else that I don't want to be involved with and you'll catch it you know and then you'll move on or move out of it but it's so important for people to develop their own inner sensitivity their own like I call it BS meter right now uh, do your own work doing your own prayer meditation healing work whatever you want to do find a practice like Yigong or things like that and get out in nature. You know, it's so important to get out in nature because nature doesn't judge you. It's not going to project all these psychic turbulence and all this other social consciousness nonsense on you. So it's really important to get out in nature. 100%. Uh, we're, we're hitting about an hour. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate that you made time for us. It was so wonderful to go out to East Eddy and experience the beautiful community um, and all of the amazing experiences that can be had out there. If you want to just let people know uh, the best way to find out more about East Eddy and potentially get a hold of you to do some of these healing sessions and classes. Yeah, the best way is go to the website and it's eseti.org. It's E-C-E-T-I. Dot org and it stands for enlightened contact with extraterrestrial intelligence. So uh, it's, uh, um, you know, we were taking a very spiritual approach and that's why we're so successful. That's the best way to get a hold of us and uh, go to the website and you can set up a counseling session or, you know, find out what's going on. I, I'm not sure we're probably going to close at the end of September, but people are still coming up for sky watches and and we're getting some great people up here lately some awesome crowds and and the ships are just putting on a show like crazy i mean you saw that when you were here yeah. you know but uh, we had 
some very cool activity while we were there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really strange. You just never know one weekend it is so insane and the treetop level stuff. And then next weekend it's they're they're staying higher and you'll see some power ups here and there and mountain going off and things like that. But it's, you never know. It's always different. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will see all of our followers in our next video. Thank you so much, guys. All thank right. You. Thanks for having me.